Hello, Miss Fitz. Hello, Miss Bit. It's time for morning meeting. Woohoo! We're recording for Wednesday, May 13th. And we have a special guest today. Do you want to introduce her? I'm so excited. So, this is a special guest that I have been chatting with on Instagram for a long time, but we haven't met in person because we don't live in the same state. It's one of those cool things about social media is I feel like I have a friend, but I just saw her for the first time. <laughs> so I'm so excited to have Corey Lockhardy from the Tiny Activist here. Welcome, Corey. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Oh, and we're going to learn all about Corey and about the Tiny Activist, but first we're going to make her listen to our terrible jokes. <laughs> Great. All right. So my riddle from yesterday was that beautiful poetic one, I can be quick and then I'm deadly. I am a rock, bone, and shell medley. If I was made into a man, I'd make people dream. I gather in my millions by ocean, sea, and stream. And Miss Bit, you thought you knew this one. I think I do. Is it sand? It is sand. Yay. Isn't that such a beautiful way to describe sand? Yeah. And I think it was the made into a man and make people dream. It was a sand man. Oh, it's funny. For me, it was the rock, bone, and shell medley. As soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, it's obviously sand. Cool. Cool. So hopefully you were all thinking about that as you were finding your rocks for Bennett yesterday. Knock, knock. Who's there? Mikey. Mikey who? My key isn't working. Can you let me in? <laughs> I just love knock, knock jokes. <laughs> They're so good. You just can't beat it. Oh, a good knock, knock joke. Do you have a bright spot from today? It's Tuesday, so it was Library Live. Which is always, I just love Library Live. It's so much energy and the kids are so excited to see each other. We get a huge crowd every week. And I actually put a poll on my Instagram yesterday because there's a book I wanted to use, but I didn't know if anyone else would be into it. And parents, it was like 100%. Everybody wanted to hear, what do they do with all that poo? Yeah, only you. <laughs> only you would put a poll out about poo. It was, it's this beautiful nonfiction book about what happens to the poop at the zoo and all of the different kinds of poop that animals have. And it is fascinating. And we had probably 70 or 80 kids like we normally do at Library Live. And they were like transfixed. They were so into it. Very cool. So Corey, we didn't give you a heads up about this, but if you have a bright spot to share, you are certainly welcome to. I think my bright spot is actually, I got my master's degree this week. So. <gasps> What? That's huge. <laughs> That's so exciting. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank wow. You. Which, which program did you finish? I did the gender and cultural studies program that's out of Simmons University in Boston. That is so exciting. Are you bummed that your celebrations will be kind of curbed and at home and a little smaller? You know, I go back and forth because generally I don't like to be in a situation where there's a lot of attention just on me but I feel like I had really worked myself up to, you know, like walking across a stage or having a party. And now that there isn't one, I sort of feel like, but I was ready to, <laughs> to have some attention. I, oh, man. I prepped myself for two years for some attention. That's quite <laughs> a bright spot. Well, Miss Bit, I don't know if, we, if you have a bright spot like that, but do you have a bright spot for your day? Yeah, I don't have one like that at all. I'm working with a class now, fifth grade on a scratch project and we're using Zoom and hanging out there and creating other rooms to watch video tutorials in. And it's just really fascinating to be part of this process and see an ex you know, truly experiment. Like it's always an experiment when you bring Scratch in, but then to do everything online 
and remotely. Again, there's some really fun and fascinating things about it. And there's also some things that are frustrating. So it's just mm -hmm. been a fun day to be exploring those things. Speaking of online and of difficulties and wonderful things in tech, Corey, we're really excited to have you here to talk about the amazing community that you run. And I know it's on Instagram because that's where I met you, but it might be on other platforms too, called The Tiny Activist. So can you tell us a little bit about The Tiny Activist? Sure. So The Tiny Activist actually started as a website. It's just thetinyactivist.com. And I started it with my spouse, Lee. And so both of us started it together and now it has sort of become my baby. So I do the majority of the content development while Lee does a lot of the behind the scenes tech stuff. I used to be a classroom teacher and so I was researching books to try and find some really good ones for our classroom library. And I was having a really hard time finding book review website that was intersectional. They really were siloed. And I wanted to be able to go to a website and look up LGBTQ books with Latinx characters. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be able to find sort of more intersectional books instead of just finding, going to a bunch of different websites. And so that is how the website came around and branched off sort of into social media. Our Instagram is definitely where we have the most community and connections with people, which is wonderful and so beautiful. And so I'm so appreciative that technology has let me have this hobby for the last two years. And that's kind of how we met in my library, finding really joyful, exciting, stereotype-breaking, inclusive literature is one of it's one of the reasons that I love my job and seeing kids interact with that. And so I feel like over the vast ocean of the internet, we like found each other because we share this passion of amazing books that make kids see the world differently. Yeah, I completely agree. And, you know, not only being able to meet you, which was fantastic, being able to meet and connect with so many other people who feel that children's literature isn't as diverse as it could be. Mm -hmm. And really trying to like amplify and uplift the books that are breaking the mold in that way. Oh, I love that. Breaking the mold. And I know, <laughs> Miss Bit, you're always looking for great picture books that feature women in tech and that inspire people to try new things. Oh, for sure. And I know that The Tiny Activist is on Twitter because that's, of course, where I spend my time <laughs> and have appreciated it. And yeah, it just feels like sometimes you can find people online that you feel like they must just be right there. Like I had no idea you weren't closer than you are. So thank you for giving me that virtual feeling. <laughs> My pleasure. I'm wondering, you, your community seems to be mostly based online. So my question was going to be, how does tech play a role in your community? But you kind of answered that. So does it feel, does your community feel strong and close and like something that you can rely on, even though they're not necessarily people that you know and get to see in person? It really does. And I think that's one of the best things is not only have I made a wide variety of other educator friends in different states, but I've also been able to make so many more connections and talk to the individuals that are running the book publishers social media accounts, oh, which wow, is always yeah. really nice to sort of be able to connect with the people that are making these beautiful books that I'm so excited to share. I really have made some very good friends that we chat all the time. And 
we really want to go and, you know, actually meet up in person because we talk about books all the time and Mm -hmm. that I genuinely consider friends, which I think is just so amazing to have. That is so cool. Do you think that this community would exist if it wasn't for social media? I don't think so. I think that social media is overall a very beautiful thing. I think that it can connect so many people and really helps people who feel maybe marginalized or oppressed where they live in their day-to-day life. I also have found social media to be so empowering. When I first got on it, I was what people would consider a housewife, even though I had previously had a career in tech and lots of different things. And I really felt like it gave me a platform to learn from others and to share my ideas and things. And because of social media, I have gone to trips to Europe (laughs) and other places because I've met people who are like, oh, yes, come here and talk about that. So it definitely gets a bad rap and it's, it's warranted in many cases, but it also has a big upside if we could get past some of the online bullying and harassment and things like that that are happening on it. And one of my questions is about advice that you might have for parents. Before we jump into that, I thought it might be a good time for you to define two of the things that I find resources about that are the most helpful from the Tiny Activist is you post great information about LGBTQ books and issues and about gender. So could you take a minute to define LGBTQ for our listeners? and to give us just a little overview about gender and the ways that it can be misunderstood? Sure. So LGBTQ is an acronym, and it stands for a beautiful, wonderful community of people, of which I am a part of. And so it stands for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer. And there are a handful of other letters that are sometimes thrown around on there. Sometimes we get an I for intersex. Sometimes we get an A for asexual. But typically you see LGBT or LGBTQ. So when people are talking about gender or gender identity, typically what they're talking about is how somebody identifies inside and sort of how they feel, what type of person they feel like. And so your gender and your gender identity can align with the sex that you were assigned at birth, male, female, or intersex, or it can be different. And all of that is beautiful and wonderful and great. And so gender identity would sort of be how you identify, and the gender expression would be how you express yourself. So that would be more clothing choices, hairstyles, if you have any jewelry that you wear, any tattoos, And then that identity that you feel within yourself can be male, female, it can be fluctuating, it can be neither of those, it can just be, I'm a meat sack, and I just want to be a meat sack and live my life. That's a great definition, just way to put it. (laughs) It's, you know, it doesn't have to be as complicated as we adults sometimes make it. So do you have any advice for parents that are nervous about answering questions or starting conversations with their families? Because I know for some parents, this can feel new and scary. This isn't something that we talked about in my house growing up, but it's something that kids are interacting with a lot now. And so do you have any advice for parents that are nervous about answering these questions and starting these conversations? Sure. Anything that you're unfamiliar with can feel new and scary and like you're unprepared to talk about. 
either because it's unfamiliar and it makes you uncomfortable or because you don't want to say the wrong thing, especially to a child that you're taking care of. You know, you don't want to give them the wrong information. I think my biggest tip is, you know, you can do some research first. You can look at a lot of different resources. You can learn what you need. You know, picture books aren't just for kids. If you really are starting from scratch, then you're going to want to do some research yourself. You're going to want to read a few books by yourself. There are also plenty of documentaries. There are beautiful online communities that groups geared towards parents. Gender Spectrum is one of them, which is fantastic. The child should always be listened to, even, um. even if they're saying, I have some feelings that I don't really understand, or even if they're saying, I'm wondering about this thing, or I have a friend who uses they, them pronouns, but I don't understand, you know? I think that if we listen to children and the questions that they're asking, then we can't go wrong. There's so much good stuff wrapped up into there. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that leads right into some resources that we were going to share. I believe Teaching Tolerance is another one that I gave you, and that is geared more towards educators. And they sort of have lessons and information for teachers that are seeking out sort of how to incorporate anti-bias, anti-racist curriculum into their classrooms. The gender wheel is this really cool education theory developed by a woman that I believe her first name is Maria, but I can't remember her last name, so I'm sorry. And it's basically a theory and a curriculum that is geared towards a variety of age children that sort of teach them what gender is, what gender identity is, a lot of good self-reflection questions, and then a lot of lessons and books that can be read about having a safe, affirming, celebratory space. Oh, that's great. And we'll have all of these resources linked on our page so you can take a look at the gender wheel or the resources from Teaching Tolerance and explore gender spectrum. Corey, I feel like we could talk to you for many hours (laughs) about all of these things. (laughs) Uh, So I'm sad that we only have 15 minutes, but I know Miss Bit has, I I mean, that's a lot of resources today, but Miss Bit also has a creative challenge to share. Yes, I do. So this is one, this is again from Scratch at Home. We've done some other of their challenge, like the outside your window challenge. This one is to introduce your favorite character to the world. So if you've got a favorite character in a book or a movie or a song or wherever else, maybe, oh, anime, there's a lot of favorite characters there. Wherever your favorite character is, this is a project that you can remix and introduce the things about it that you like. And, you know, maybe talking about some of these ways that your character is helpful and kind and how they might be living in this new normal of quarantine uh, might be an interesting twist to put on it. And can you create your own character? Oh, you can always do that. Yeah. Oh, that's a very cool thing too. And I have two more very quick resources to share when we're talking about helping to turn kids into really wonderful humans. There are so many resources online, but one of my favorites is The Conscious Kid. They talk about all sorts of different issues, give resources, great conversation points. They have a website. I follow them on Instagram and Facebook, so you can find them lots of different places. And if you're interested in helping to support an LGBTQ person or ally or family member in your life, there are also some tons of great resources, but I know The Trevor Project right now is offering lots of support for allies, families, teens, really anybody who needs a little extra support right now. 
So many things that we can learn. This has been great. Oh, Corey, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. I was happy to be here and I am flattered that you invited me. Well, we're also, thrilled. The gender wheel is by Maya Gonzalez, not Maria. So I, I think our <laughs> listeners will forgive you. I think. I can't know for sure. And if you want to contact Corey or want to know more, the tiny activist is everywhere. And I happen to know for a fact that she's very responsive on social media and just lovely to talk to. So. <laughs> And Corey, congratulations on your master's. Yay. Yay. Awesome. Yay. All right. As we close up, I have our riddle for the day. I have no life, but I can die. What am I? Hmm. All right. So much stuff for you to look through today. Good luck with all of these resources. Yep. And until tomorrow. Tech, love, and happiness.